0: welcome back to primetime kansas city on today's episode we're going to recap a wild nfl week 10 and of course do our preview for nfl week 11 giving you our locks of the week by the way last two weeks were a perfect six and oh in the lock of the week and of course our underdog of the week let's not waste any time let's not beat around the bush josh what are our updated standings after last week
1: John is seven and three. Jackson and I are five four and one in Lock of the Week and Underdog of the Week. I am still 0 and ten. Jackson is three and seven and John is a plus or is is a insane six and four to say the least. mm He's oh, seven yeah. and three, isn't he? Yep. No, no six I'm and six, and four. Four. Oh, six and four. Seven yeah. and three in Lock
0: of the Week. Yep, 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 yep. Well, there's a lot of opportunity for you this week, Josh. Just looking at the lines. There are a lot of big dogs this week. We'll see if you can finally come through. Let's go ahead and get it started. Thursday night football. The Bengals are heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are three and a half point home favorites.
1: I'm not going to lie. I haven't even looked at odds all day, but holy shit. That's. Oh, fuck. This is probably like my best bang for my buck, but I don't trust the the Bengals. Fuck it. Bengals underdog of the week. I have to. I just, I have to.
0: I don't hate the pick. I just both teams coming off of a loss. Um, yeah, yeah man. I know. I, I don't. But... I don't know. Like, I don't know if Trey Hendrickson's playing in this game, and that matters a lot for me because he's their best pass rusher and he's their best container. So that will be huge trying to stop Lamar. I think. I think Baltimore bounces back this week. I think Cincinnati has some. You know, we we thought they were fully back, and, and they might they might bounce back. But last week, uh, losing to a Texans team at home that. Look, the Texans are better than we expected. C.J. Stroud's playing really good football, but the Bengals are a better roster than the Texans. The Bengals are more experienced than the Texans. They shouldn't be losing games at home like that. It was worse than the final score indicated. Cincinnati was down 10 points with like three minutes left. Like, they should have lost that game by double digits, but, you know, nonetheless, um, I like Baltimore here to pick up a big win, and if they do, that drops the Bengals to 5-5, five and five, which would mean that the Bengals and Bills have the same record as the Raiders, and it's Thanksgiving.
2: Um, I like the Bengals in this game. Um, I kind of am – I am a little bit lighter on the Ravens hype. If I had a dollar for every time I heard someone say this week, you know, the Ravens are quietly the best team in the NFL – I would have a million dollars like I fucking everybody took up this opinion. I'm not saying it's like an incorrect one um, or like a particularly blasphemous one because I said something similar on the podcast, but I think it might have been a little bit of a um, little bit of too much of uh, the populace uh, rating them higher than they should. I'm going to take the Bengals. Both of these teams uh, kind of threw their games away this week. Um The Bengals were really afforded a fantastic opportunity to end up winning theirs, but they blew that as well. Um, But I'll take the Bengals. I think they're turning around. I think ultimately they're the best team in this division, um, and I think this is a good week for them to show it.
0: On Sunday, the Chargers are heading to Lambeau for a noon game, and the Chargers are three-point favorites.
1: Uh... Yeah, I would. I'm assume Chargers. I think they get it done. But Jordan Love started showing some signs of progress last week. But I still think the Chargers come in pissed off and get the win.
0: Yeah, I mean, Green Bay's just. I mean, they are what they are at this point. They're the youngest roster in the NFL. I think their average age is 25, like maybe like 26. It's insane how young they are, and it shows. They make a lot of stupid mistakes. Um, you know, they say a lot. It's kind of cliche, but a team has to learn how to win. And that's kind of what Green Bay's going through right now. They keep losing games close cuz you look at it, they're 3 and 6, they're 3 games under 500, but their point differential on the season's only -3. So they they're in these games. It's just they don't have the ability to win them and that they don't have the superstar ability at quarterback like they used to to win them. I'll take the Chargers here. It's a big game for them after that loss last week, but I, I mean it's I don't think Green Bay's horrible. I just think that this is a year of growth and a year of evaluation for them as much as that sucks as a fan I think 2024 Green Bay could really be a team that fights for the playoffs
1: I think I will say this before John gets to his pick if we see it the Packers win this is Brandon Staley's last game it has to be
0: it's a very cheap ownership family in in Los Angeles I'll just point, point that out they don't like the fire the guys coffees? mid-season
1: is it still the Cronkies? The Cronkies don't own the Chargers, do they?
0: No. They own the Rams. Okay, uh, that's what I thought. Who is the name? I can't think who of it. Who owns
1: SoFi Stadium? The Cronkies? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought.
2: Or I don't even know if they technically do. It might know. be the city. I, I don't know. Stan,
1: yeah, it say, is Spano- yes. It's
0: Spanos. That's who owns the Chargers. That's what I thought. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Dean Spanos owns the team. And he's historically, gotcha. that family's pretty cheap.
2: Uh, um... I am going to go with the chargers here and I'm going to talk a little bit because I need to deliberate. Um, I bet against the Packers last week because I thought they were complete garbage. Um, and I don't know how much of it I think is the Packers being complete garbage or me or the Packers not being garbage or me overrating the Steelers. Um, but honestly that was a little bit sweatier than I expected it to be. I got a little bit lucky. I'll take it. Um, I really like the Chargers minus three here. I don't think they played a particularly poor game against the Lions. Very up and down. Um, I have, like, absolutely no defense, especially for a home team. Um, But it kind of broke both ways, and that's how Lions games tend to pan out this year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to take Chargers minus three as my log of the week. Um, I just think... I just think they're the better team overall. I think when they get firing, um, it's 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 good for them. Um, so I'm hoping that they give me a good performance. Um, but obviously, it is tricky taking a three point favorite at Lambeau on the road. So we'll see how it plays out.
0: Talking about Pittsburgh from last week, we've got a six and three versus six and three AFC North matchup. The whole AFC North is playing this week. Just realized that. Um, it's Pittsburgh at Cleveland Cleveland are three and the Browns are three and a half point favorites
1: yeah uh this is gonna be a shitty game I don't want to <laughs> watch this even though these are two th- six and three teams I think the Browns win somehow well uh, yeah, uh, See, like, yeah. <laughs> because like we know what this game's gonna be it's gonna be dog shit and it's gonna be like wow that was a great game like the Browns are a better version of the Steelers just because they have an average offense, not a good offense, an average offense. The Steelers just have a great defense and a shitty offense. So, like, this is gonna like this is gonna be a shitty game. Watch this be the fucking game of the year or something. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, it's shitty if you are wanting Rams Chiefs. If you're just wanting, you know, and I get it. Look, these offenses can suck at times, but. I kind of like it. I like divisional games to be low scoring and smash mouth defense and running the football. I still, especially as we get into the, the colder part of the year, I kind of enjoy it. The over-under in this game, anybody know it? Because I, I have it up in the house. So you do know it. Okay. Yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably take the under in this one. I like Cleveland to win this, but... I would probably take Pittsburgh to cover here if I were to bet on it. I think the three and a half, I like the hook if I'm Pittsburgh there. I think this is probably a field goal game. I just have a hard time believing Pittsburgh sweeps Cleveland this year. Cleveland's too good of a team. They're too quality of a team. I feel like they get swept by Pittsburgh. I mean, that first game, if you guys remember, that was Monday night, week two. The Browns had that game won. I mean, Sean Watson literally lost that game himself. He fumbled, yeah. you know, TJ Watt picked it up, score. The Browns' defense held Pittsburgh in check. It was just the Steelers' defense doing what the Steelers' defense does. A little trickier on the road and in Cleveland. Um, I'll take the Browns.
2: Uh, yeah, this was definitely an underdog candidate just because I think this is a high-variance game. Um, I think it comes down to one or two plays. Um, just if a team manages to uh, get a touchdown, whether it be through the means of their defense or just playing the field position game, because I think that's kind of what we're looking at here. Um, I am going to take the Browns to win, however. Um, I just, like I said, I didn't really love what I saw from the Steelers last week. Um, it, it is really crazy to me that Matt Canada has been allowed to stick around for so long. Um, they, obviously, Kenny Pickett is garbage, but also, like, they have, they have George Pickens and, like, a not absolutely terrible set of weapons, um, and it looks like they have the issues that the Chiefs have. That like nobody's open or there's just no uh no open field to be found for them. Uh so it's pretty frustrating. I will take the Browns.
0: Well, last week all three of us avoided the Vegas trap, right? Well, we all said Jacksonville versus San Francisco at plus three is a trap. They want you to take that. They it was want
1: fucking bullshit that they the forty nine plus three and plus three and a half. They
0: want your okay, money. See, they want To be
2: fair to be fair, I felt like San Francisco minus three was Crazy good. I'm honestly, no, that's what I'm saying.
0: No, no they were yeah. plus three. No, San Francisco was minus three on the road.
1: Yeah, oh, were they? That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. And
0: we were all saying last week on the podcast that the books want you to put in Jacksonville plus three, they are begging you to put in Jacksonville plus three. And it was the
1: second most popular bet last
0: week, yeah. And we avoided it, but, but I feel then, like
1: yeah, I don't
2: understand that at all, man. Like, the, because the, it's a the good Niners, team at home
0: respect. coming off of a buy. Three point dogs versus a team that had lost three in a row. Like it just casual bettors like us fall for that sort of shit. And we just, but I, but okay,
2: you said like us. And I think an important thing that I think one of us mentioned is that Debo and Trent Williams were back this week. Um, or one of the two, either way. I, I think that is fundamentally what you're looking at with the Niners. There was so much, like, Niners aren't good discourse and, like, Brock Purdy's it terrible. It was and it's insane. Like, no, you guys just went... They went too far earlier saying Brock Purdy's the MVP. Then they went and said, oh, they have a shit quarterback. They're terrible. No, we knew this Niners team is damn good. We're back to saying they might be better than the Eagles when they're at full strength. Um, yeah, to be honest, I wish I would have taken them lock of the week just to drive that point home. Um, because, yeah, I... Uh, I feel really weird about the way people have talked about the Niners. So there's a little side rant before well, we even pick the Niners game.
0: This isn't the Niners game at all. I, exactly. Yeah, this is exactly. this is just a game I felt like was the trap of the week. And it's Texans minus four at home against the Cardinals. I don't get this line at all. Josh, you can go ahead.
1: Uh, It's because we, Kyler Murray is actually good and can play with this Cardinals team. I was about to take Texans minus four, but then I remembered Kyler Murray's back. So therefore, I'm not gonna touch this game. CJ Shell's continuing to be him. 2, 2,600 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, this team's insane. They probably get Nico Collins back. I want to take Texans minus four. I just think Kyler Murray's actually really good. He's healthy. He's his body's not banged up. So I'm I'm tempted to stay away from this line. So just give me Texans.
0: It's just like, I, the second I saw this, I wanted to lock it in immediately at, at Texans minus four. But there's just something wrong about this line, man. Like, you're telling me that on a, on a neutral field, they think the Texans are one point better than the Cardinals? What have we seen to suggest that? Like, I'm I'm steering clear. I wanted this line. I just can't do it. I think Texans win. I know Kyler's back. But even with Kyler being back, like, I still think the way Houston's playing, this line is fishy to me.
2: Okay, so would you believe it if I said that this was literally my number one for lock of the week? Um, I thought that you guys were going to take Cardinals plus four. I love Cardinals plus four. Like, I went early because I thought this wasn't going to be there. I feel stupid now. Um, I think this is a fantastic opportunity for the Cardinals. I've watched probably three or four Cardinals games somewhat attentively on the red zone, so I'm not, like, an expert, but I... I will say that I haven't gotten the views of them being an absolutely dog shit team, even though they were what one and eight coming into this week. Um, I like them. I'm taking them underdog of the week. So I get to stat pad on that front. I really like them to win here. Um, And on the other hand, look, the Texans are good. I agree. um, But as we saw, when they fucked me against the Panthers, they are perfectly (laughs) capable of being dog shit. Are you taking
1: them are you taking them underdog of the week just because what they did to you? The Texans no no
2: no I I, I really love this for underdog of the week I mean Kyler Murray looked pretty good last last week to be honest I agree. um and I think that there's something to be uncovered when we're talking about Kyler Murray playing for a coach not named Cliff Kingsbury so I'm interested to see what the progression of this is um and I I really fancy them to win I like him a lot and I I might even like plus four more than I like Chargers minus three but I'll take the underdog of the week all day so give it to me Okay. Incoming incoming 30 point blowout because yeah, my yeah, conviction yeah, on that was yeah. way too high. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I just I yeah. don't get yeah, like cuz you're you're probably on a side that m- more of a professional better would say here. Like a lot of the public is hyped on CJ Stroud right now. They're going to bet on him here. That's, that's Yeah, incredible. yeah. Like
2: the casual take is the yeah, casual 100%. is
0: like right now, which I'm not saying I'm not a casual, but I'm saying that, Yeah, cuz I am too. Sure. Yeah, but the casual take here is Oh Texans you know CJ's playing amazing they, they just beat the Bengals but mm-hmm. there, there's a reason the lines were it's set. all right let's move on Titans at Jaguars Jaguars are six and a half point home favorites
1: yeah so oh, fuck I think the Titans are dog shit six and a, there's so many lines that I like but this is probably one of my favorite lines fuck it Jaguars minus six and a half lock of the week uh, I just think this Titans team just sucks. Uh, Will Levis isn't him. So, yeah, I have n- really no other words other than that. But, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad you did it because I I don't like this number at all. It scares me. I, uh, there's just nothing there for me to that I really enjoy. The Jaguars, for some reason, have not played as good at home this year as they have on the road. I don't know if that's opponent or if that's just whatever it may be, but they just haven't. They've only covered one home game against the spread this season. And I remember taking Houston all the way back in week three uh, because it was a divisional game and I felt like there was too many points and little did I know, Houston would fucking win that game outright, win by 20 points. It was insane. Um, I'm steering clear of this. I expect it to be kind of ugly. Mike Vrabel as a dog is pretty profitable. Give me the Jaguars in a really ugly, not great game.
2: Uh yeah. I am gonna take the Jaguars. Um and look, obviously that's because the Titans aren't very good. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm not particularly impressed by the Jaguars either. Um, not even based off last week, just in general. Not a team that like makes me shake in my boots. Um, as a Chiefs fan, uh, I think we yeah have some a little... Yeah, yeah. I think I think we expected a little bit more <laughs> from them coming into the season, and I don't think we found it. But on the other hand, the Titans are their current iteration. Um, so I'm going to take the Jags to take care of business.
0: Is it too early to say my MVP curse hit Trevor Lawrence? He's got nine touchdowns, Uh, six picks. They're six and three. He's sixteenth in QBR. I mean, he is (laughs) maybe maybe I'll have to wait, but it's 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 gonna hit if it hasn't already. It's it's coming.
2: (laughs) And they 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 like beefed up their receiver core too. Yeah, I mean Calvin Ridley, Ridley.
0: you know, like oh man. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the best look for them. Raiders not
0: Raiders at Dolphins. Dolphins are twelve point favorites.
1: I, I, this is a trap Everyone, All the books want you to take Raiders plus 12 Because yes they've won Yeah, yeah. But when you're looking at this Raiders team They've played the Giants and the fucking Jets We have not seen what this Raiders team is made of They barely beat the Jets I was so tempted to take Dolphins minus 12 But I just couldn't do it I couldn't trust them I think this game is going to be close Not close but I think it's going to be Probably a 10 point win so, therefore, I, I didn't feel comfortable taking Dolphins minus 12, but just give me Dolphins straight up.
0: Yeah, you hit it on the head. I, I think the books are begging for you to take Raiders plus 12 here. They want you to buy into the new coach and Aiden O'Connell and this new culture that they have and all of that. But, yeah, you've played home games against Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. Now you get to go on the road to play a Miami team coming off of a bye week. Uh, Mike McDaniel, one of the best offensive minds in the league, has had two weeks to prepare I think the Dolphins absolutely take care of business. They do what they need to do. This, to me, just feels like you're going to look up on the Red Zone channel and it's 42 to 10.
2: Okay, not to be like a smart-ass dickhead here, but if computers were this good at like compartmentalizing narratives, I'd be pretty impressed. Um, I think that this is a pretty well-set line, uh, to be honest, but I do like the Dolphins. I agree with you guys. Um, I think the way that things have played out, the Dolphins have a pretty big tendency to blow out teams that like don't really deserve to share the field with them. Um, and I think the Raiders fall into that category. Uh, the high from their old shitty boss getting fired can't carry them this far. Um, so this is where the streak ends. And yeah, I agree. I think the Dolphins take care of business very nicely.
0: Cowboys and Panthers... Cowboys are 10.5-point favorites on the road.
1: This was also another game I was looking at. I was kind of going at the same mindset Jackson had. Like, There's just no way the Cowboys don't beat the Panthers by 11. Uh, And I was tempted to do it because I don't see a way that they don't beat the Panthers by 11. But at the same time, I think the Panthers have been showing better strides recently as a team. And, I mean, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals team that had Josh Jobs as their starting quarterback, which might mean a lot more now because Josh Jobs... When we get to it, it, has been impressive, but yeah, I would say Cowboys. If I had to give a second lock of the week, I would probably do Cowboys minus ten and a half.
0: This is gross, but I'm gonna do Panthers underdog of the week. Um, what the fuck? I, I like you can't you can't talk. You're 0 and 10. Just shut the fuck up. You don't have <laughs> any room to talk at all. <laughs> I don't all. know. I'm gonna agree with Josh. What the fuck? Okay, I took Dude. Russell Wilson and Denver to go into That's Buffalo last week. Okay. I took Buffalo. I took fucking Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and those Broncos to go into Buffalo Here, last Monday to night. Put it into
1: perspective. Broncos last night were plus two ninety five. Panthers against the Cowboys are fucking plus four hundred.
0: Yeah, and I'm putting it in there. Panthers
1: underdog of the week.
2: All right. I like it. I, I, I hope it works out for you, man. Cause I would, if like, this get works out for off.
1: you, I I'm fucked.
2: You already I mean are. you're fucked either way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, because I'm... go ahead. I, wanna, I was going to say no because like if, let's say Bengals get it done Thursday night football, Panthers don't beat the Cowboys. I'm only two games out. I just need to go on a streak like John with what seven weeks left in yeah, the season. I need to go doing. two for five.
0: Let's get out of fantasy land. Best man, John. Uh
2: I will take the Cowboys. Um, I think that. This is another game where I'd probably take the Cowboys. Uh, I like the heavy favorites. I, I mean, this is a pretty observable trend, but the Dolphins and the Cowboys both, um, outside of one aberration, have had no trouble pissing on crappy teams. Um, Jackson, you won your lock of the week last week because of that exact thing. Um, so I think that is how this week will go, and I've got the Cowboys pounding them into the dirt.
0: Bears at Lions. Lions are nine and a half point favorites.
1: I like this line, but I think Justin Fields coming back might keep it within nine. If it was ten and a half, I would honestly, I would definitely do Bears plus ten. I was, I would think about Bears plus ten and a half, but I'm not because it's too late. But I think the Lions are on a pretty good high right now. Uh, I think this is potential for a trap game, but I'm taking Lions.
2: Okay, just so that we have this discussion, because we have to talk about our favorite team from last year. Do you guys think that if Tyson Badgett was starting, the line would be different? Because I know Josh does. Josh just mentioned it. I want to know from Jackson. Maybe by a point. I mean, dude, by you have point. to
1: remember. You have to remember. Before Justin Fields got hurt, he was actually playing insane football,
2: dude. I mean are we sure? I I I yes! did not. The dude fucking sucks, Josh. Like, damn it, I can't you you do this to me every yeah, time. There we go, I, don't,
0: there we go. I don't wanna talk about the Bears or Justin Fields, but then you fucking <laughs> act like this dude has done anything in his life. This dude is a bona fide scrub. Shout out Stephen A. Smith! This dude is a bona fide
1: scrub. I hope pick the Bears somehow win this week just to say, fuck you. They
0: have more wins with Tyson Badgett than they do
1: with Justin Fields.
0: This D2 fuck out of Shepard, who is probably doing four locos every night, fucking taking bullshit classes at whatever Shepherd offers, has won more games this year than Justin Fields has for the Chicago Bears.
1: When did he do that? He's only won one. He has two wins, I thought. No. Yes, he does.
0: He oh, beat the Raiders you. and he beat the Panthers. Oh,
1: Florida! Justin Ugh. Fields was like, I'm 24 to 10 when he got hurt. Ouch. You can't say. He...
0: Tyson Badgett. So it's,
2: so, it's, so it's one and a half a piece, actually. No,
0: it's not. Tyson Badgett started that game against the Raiders. I'm looking at it right now. He no, went 21 he of 29 you... for 162 yards and a touchdown. Fields took Maybe? zero snaps. So shut the okay. fuck up. Go back and go suck your fucking little number one Chicago buddy's cock. And let's move on with this.
2: I will take the Lions. Uh, And and honestly, I like a minus nine and a half. I think they're pretty damn good. Um, Honestly, like at the time, I thought that week one was just the Chiefs, like shitting down their leg. Um, But I think that's pretty much how uh, current day Chiefs-Lions matchup would go as well. uh, With the addition of Chris Jones. So, I think it's very barely a Yeah, yes, yes, both of those. The Lions are good, though. I, I have to give them credit. They're pretty good.
0: Giants at Commanders. Commanders are nine-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: Commanders? Uh, this game's dog shit. I don't give a fuck.
0: Yeah, Commanders. I, uh, Tommy DeVito being a starting quarterback in this league is an insult to the sport. I mean, I... I know they don't want to win games. I know, like, if they were me in charge, I wouldn't do it. But there are so many better options out there on the street right now than Tommy fucking I think
1: I think they're, they're letting Tommy DeVito go because they're going to get Caleb Williams. Yeah,
0: I mean, that, that's what I'm saying, obviously. Like, they, they're going to try and lose. But, God, there are so many better options.
2: Um, I would bet the Bears get him. I mean, <laughs> just being honest. Um, I am going to take the uh, commanders. Did you guys know that Tommy DeVito lives at his mom's house? Yeah, I kind of respect it. it I, I mean I respect it but it, it Yeah because this
1: dude could get cut at any time and he hasn't been paid dog he's been paid dog shit so far.
2: I mean I hear it but it's, and half it's, of I mean, it, it goes should...
1: away to taxes probably.
2: No, I I respect it. I just want to see the thoughts on it. I'm not I'm not hating but it is interesting. The only
0: part I thought was weird is his mom making his bed. That's the only bed. part oh, that so I was yes. like you're yes. a grown yes. ass well, man.
1: But well, I guess wears the same pair of underwear. and That's completely different.
0: That is a, that is a yeah. superstition. And maybe if his mom making the bet is his superstition, then, you know, maybe we would have to have a different it hasn't conversation. Fucking worked. It would be weird, but it, it maybe that's his superstition. All right. Buccaneers at 49ers now that we're in the afternoon slate. Niners are 11.5 point home favorites.
1: I feel like John that one time. This was also in contention for my lock of the week. But... I don't know. I I don't know. Uh 49ers I think easily win. I just don't know if it's by twelve.
0: This feels like a, a Niners blowout situation. I'll take San Francisco and comfortably.
2: Yeah. Uh this little segment is making me realize how few good games there are this weekend. Um it's not necessarily a very uh not many showdowns going on is all I'm saying. I'll take the Niners heavy.
0: Here's one that is very has a lot of implications somehow. Jets at Bills. Bills are seven-point home favorites.
1: Uh, Yeah. Bills don't have their offensive corners. They fired Ken Dorsey today. I think the Bills come out pretty pissed off, but I feel like I've been saying that the whole year. You so have been, I, yeah, I
0: remember you vividly saying that last week.
1: Yeah, so with that being said, I'm going to go Bills, but I would probably take Jets to cover for fuck's sake.
0: If... And this is a big if, but if the Jets win this game and the Dolphins somehow lose this week to the, to the Raiders, the Black Friday game between the Jets and Dolphins would be for first in the AFC East. That is fucking insane. I like Buffalo to win this game. I don't think they're going to win by seven. I think they're going to win by less than that, but I do like them to come out uh, and get the win. I just... Maybe that's what they needed. Something. Maybe someone's ass had to get canned for something to change. But I've been saying it for weeks. This isn't the same Buffalo team without Matt Milano and Tredavious White. And also, they're just appear- apparently just not very good on offense either right now. Maybe the OC change helps, but is a different offensive coordinator going to stop Josh Allen from throwing you know silly interceptions over and over again? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. With this Jets defense, I like them to keep it close.
2: Yeah. Um first of all, looking at this division reminds me that I picked the Dolphins in fourth in the AFC East. <laughs> Ugh, what the hell was I thinking? Um
0: I had the Jets in addition. first.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, at least that made sense. I mean they might very well be if not for the incident. Um but well, thank God to
1: December, so it's Thank
2: God for that. Uh thank God Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna be Play a football game or be worth a shit or avoid re-tearing his Achilles. One of those three things. All three of those things. That was you know what I mean. Anyway, um, I am gonna take the Bills. Um, I don't really trust the Jets, regardless. Um, Bills kind of have a lot hanging over their heads right now. Um, I do want to take this moment to laugh at the people that have told me before that Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, what the hell are you talking about? That's insane. Um, at least Patrick Mahomes has, like, a functioning brain inside of his skull. Um, so, yeah, uh, a bunch of idiots. I'll take the Bills, though.
0: If the Bills lose this game, they're 5-6, and six, with the schedule being at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas, at the Chargers, New England, and at Miami. They're fucked. <laughs> If they lose this game, they might be fucked anyway, but they are like beyond fucked if they lose this game. So this is, this is like last night, really, really hurt. Um, and if they lose this one, it's time they'd go ahead and start up the mock draft simulators. All right. Next game. I, this is my biggest trap game of the week. I don't get the line. It makes no sense to me. Seahawks at Rams. Seahawks are one point favorites.
1: I like the Rams. I think they come out strong. I don't know, but that's just like Stafford plays, you know. But but this so, is Carson unless...
0: Wentz. Like this is not going to be Stafford. Really? Have they already said that? There's just this line. Like you think they make Seattle a favorite in Los Angeles if Stafford's playing?
1: Yes. Yes. The no. Rams are 3 and 6. Yes. Yeah. No,
0: bro, you are delusional. The Rams at home against So you're saying you're saying if yeah, Matthew Stafford think? what do you think the line would be if they knew Matthew Stafford was starting this game? The same?
1: The same or minus two? Oh, it'd be worse? Do no, you wait. hear yourself? I, <laughs> no, sorry, even. If Matthew, Staff- if Matthew Stafford plays.
0: I would be inclined to say this would be like Rams minus two if Stafford was the confirmed starter.
1: Yeah, I uh, I would tend to agree. I, would I mean, I'm so picking Rams, but holy fuck,
0: I'm picking Seattle. Like I, to me, after
1: all of that, holy well, shit. Because
0: to me, this should be like Seahawks minus four, but Seahawks minus five. If, I'm
1: so if, fucking confused right now. If
0: Stafford's not playing, why is this line minus one for Seattle? If Stafford's not playing, Matthew this Stafford
1: line... yesterday at three twelve expected to play week eleven. Go suck my dick.
0: Oh yeah, expected my ass. And they just signed Carson Wentz for no reason. Look, if and again, if he's expected to play, then why aren't the Rams
1: favorites? This makes no sense to me. If he's I don't not, gonna... the play, came out and said yesterday he expects him to start.
0: If he's not playing, Seattle should be a multiple point favorite. If he is playing, the Rams should be favored. There's no reason this should be minus one for Seattle. I'm completely, I think
1: completely playing, the, the Seahawks should be minus one. I am oh, sharp wait. tanked out on this.
2: What it is? Uh, I'll take uh, the Rams. In what is maybe the most, uh, not the most, but in one of the more inconsequential games for what I give a shit about, I'll take the Rams.
0: Sunday night football, Vikings at Broncos. Broncos are two and a half point home favorites.
1: Give me the Vikings. I like Josh jobs. Justin Jefferson's back this week. Their offense is back to full strength. Almost. I really like the Vikings the way that they're playing.
0: Give me Denver. I've been saying it for weeks. Um, I think Denver is a good team again. I think that their start of the season was completely out of character. And I think I'll keep making the comparison because it keeps happening. I think they're like the 2022 lions. They start off really, really bad and they go on a really good run to end the season. And, I mean, that wasn't even counting me, honestly, thinking they were going to beat Buffalo, but they did. So now, I mean, this this Broncos team's got it working. That that run game, not asking Russell Wilson to do too much, they they've figured out how to work that offense.
2: Yeah, I'll go ahead and take the Broncos as well. I tend to agree with all of that, and also their defense is going well, too. Vance Joseph has got it figured out a little bit. Um, I mean, their last four games, they gave up 19 to the Chiefs. They gave up 17 to the Packers, 9 to the Chiefs, and 22 to the Bills. Pretty good defensive outings for them. Um, And I think they might just be a dangerously close to the playoffs team. I think them and, like, Houston are going to have an interesting little battle um, or anyone else in the AFC North. Um, So, yeah, I I think that they have a chance. Their season is not over as it stands, Um, and I'm going to take them to win this game
0: before the bills game when they were three and five th- this was telling when they were three and five before the Buffalo game bet 365 had them at even odds to make the playoffs yeah at three and five so I mean clearly the sports books kind of agree with the notion
2: yeah yeah I don't think it's a crazy hot take I mean with the if Russell Wilson's gonna play football like the good version of Russell Wilson which we totally saw last night um it's dangerous, and if their defense isn't a bunch of traffic cones, it's even more dangerous. To be honest, I am glad we already got done with them, even though we lost. Um, it it's uh, they're they're kind of back. They're kind of back. Unfortunately, hate to say it.
0: Monday night football: Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs are three point home favorites.
1: All right, I've had your lock of the week down for probably the last ten minutes, Jackson. I, I would love to know what your lock of the week is first.
0: <laughs> what What do you think it is?
1: Eagles plus three. <laughs>
0: yeah, Eagles plus three is my lock of the week. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have touched this at two and a half. Three was the key number. Once it got to there, I feel pretty good about. Um, I need them to lose by a field goal or less. I don't see Kansas City winning this game by more than a field goal.
1: So you'll take a push? I'll take
0: a push if I have to. It's better than a loss. But, I, you know, part of me also would not – not part of me. A lot of me would not be surprised if Philadelphia won this game outright. Uh, the only thing that I do think Kansas City has going for them in this game that they don't typically have going for them in general is that the Eagles' secondary is banged up, and it's been allowing a lot of big plays recently. And that's something these Chiefs wide receivers just haven't been really doing. Also, Andy Reid is 27-4 and four off of a bye. Uh, but three yeah. points, I, I like Philly. I like plus three.
1: Yeah, I'm also taking the Eagles. I uh... We're just not ready for them yet. I don't think, and I know we. My mom's keep saying our offense is going to change. Don't worry, we're going to get here. We're going to be ready. Become by January. Well, January is in fucking a month and a half, so that's concerning. And I, it's definitely not ready right now. So, and the Eagles are definitely going on all cylinders on the offense, and I think their defense can be fine without the secondary because really, what what offensive power do we have other than Travis Kelsey that they have to worry about?
2: Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win this game. Um, I think one of the biggest things is the Andy Reid bye week um, and the fact that it's at home. I think both of those things really help with the Chiefs. I think I'd take the home team um, in either case in most uh, Super Bowl matchups where one of the teams hasn't dropped off significantly. Um, Chiefs are relatively healthy for this game, healthier than the Eagles, I would say. Um And I don't know. I think it's going to be a close one. It's really hard to forecast when you're talking about um, definitely like the the keystone matchup of this week. Um, So I'm really excited going to the game. Um, Honestly, trying to haul my ass to the end of this week's finish line uh, so I can get there. Um, But I'm going to take the Chiefs. I like maybe a little bit of an offensive performance that makes people more confident in the Chiefs ability to contend. Um, that is what I'm hoping to see. Maybe even in a loss, um, I would take that as a small victory, um, but it should be a really good game, and I don't see it going too heavy in either direction. So, I ultimately, I like Jackson's Lock of the Week pick. Um, I think that's the safer bet than Chiefs minus three. But it's, it's quite a toss-up, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... When it was at two and a half, I think that's what it opened at. I was kind of indifferent on it, but... Man, given Philadelphia this good of an Eagles team, three points—it's hard for me not to take that. That is the Eagles
2: are not perfect this year, though. I think no, no, but he is.
0: But yeah, I mean, they do have the best record in football, and they are—they should be nine and zero. Like they beat themselves against the Jets. That's it is. They're a very complete football team that even when they don't play their best, they find ways to beat you, and that is. I mean, Nick Sirianni's done an insane job there as head coach. They just, even when they play their C game, they can beat you. Yep, I agree. Well, that is it for NFL Week 11. Should be an interesting week. Some not-so-great matchups this week, but, I mean, obviously the big Monday night game, there, there's a few there's a few good ones uh, in, inside there, and obviously with our bets, you know, I'll be paying attention to the Carolina Panthers this week. Very good
1: night football, too.
0: Yeah, Thursday Thursday night. Honestly, Sunday night's not that bad. Vikings the Broncos isn't oh, terrible. It's a good so, primetime. Really a good primetime week after a horrific primetime week. We get uh Bengals Ravens. Hey, Monday
2: night was a good primetime game. Yeah, though. that game to actually did turn
0: out to be pretty good. It was yeah. just the the Thursday and the Sunday night was Thursday really
2: and the Sunday were absolute garbage. <laughs> Two terrible Under, island
0: games. Uh, primetime unders, just Thursday nights, Sunday nights, and Monday nights are now twenty-four and seven this year. My God. Four and seven. Just bet it blindly. Like until this reverses, just bet the under on primetime games. It it makes it, the books can't adjust. Let's see. Ravens, Bengals, 46.5. Just bet the under on that. Go ahead and do that. Uh Vikings, Broncos, over under 43 and a half. Bet the under. And then Chiefs, Eagles, 45 and a half. Bet three straight. I mean, that's <laughs> that's literally the trend this year is insane. Twenty four and seven in primetime, the under. Not a good year for guys like Josh. Nope. <laughs> Refused to bet, the under. to bet the under. Well, yeah, your life is going to be cut pretty short because you're going to have no money. Uh, but, yeah, regardless. Uh, college football playoff rankings come out in, and then, uh, in five, five minutes. minutes, right?
1: We could talk about something else. and Yeah, I was going to say, we talk about something else
0: and then, yeah, say, the else and then kind of pivot be, back to that.
1: I'll probably be on it about – well, no, excuse me. They come on at seven tonight because of the champions Classic, so we won't well we then we won't it.
0: be but uh we can still talk about the missouri win over tennessee regardless um uh, i want to talk about uh this out of tennessee 36 to 7 uh josh get we'll get to your thought in a moment but first guys like this team i said it in the group chat right after the game more so than i was happy we won my main takeaway was like this team is so damn good it is so unfortunate we lost that LSU game
1: yeah it's also unfortunate that next year starts 12 teams yeah because we would, we would have a lot to be fighting for right now you'd,
0: damn near but... be, you'd be in the playoff like with Florida and Arkansas I mean you would just have to take care of a mid-tier team and a shit team which eh, granted in the past Mizzou struggled in situations like that but this team yeah. I don't think they would
1: no, I mean, this seems really good. When you look at the offensive side, yeah, we have really good offensive power players. And our defense is insane, too, holding teams, holding a Georgia offense that has now Brock Bowers. I know he didn't play. we didn't play against Brock Bowers. Uh, 84, I can't think of his name, on Georgia. Carson uh, Beck, he's not terrible. I think this Mizzou team has really done a lot of uh, – a lot of things nobody expected in America, and I'm gonna be honest. I didn't expect them to do anything. I expected them to get seven, eight wins. I really thought eight wins was the top of the top ceiling, but I'm asking for ten now, hoping for eleven. So I mean, it's been really fun watching this team. And I, I mean, when you look at our offense, no one is going anywhere other than Schrader and Theo Weese, which hurts. But we get we're having wide, we have more wide receivers to rely on. But the running back is gonna be a little. Concerning position to fill but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to seeing what the team can do next year and how they finish this year with hopefully Hopefully a new year six bowl game
2: Yeah, I'm hoping for the same thing. I think it's gonna be pretty disappointing if we don't um It feels like if you go ten and two uh, And you have the wins that we have and the losses that we had uh, You definitely deserve to be there um, so, you know first thing you have to do is take care of business because we're not there, um, but they did a great step towards doing it. Uh, obviously, the Georgia game was the game you wanted to win, but to turn around and absolutely slap a team that has basically manhandled you the past three times you've played them is a pretty good feeling, and I think it's definitely a landmark for this squad, um, because, look, that's the biggest thing that really had been hanging over Drinkwit's head is that he could not come anywhere near Tennessee. Um so that's that was a great win, um, and I think I think Mizzou's poised well to get a good win in their last home game of the season against a not good but not terrible Florida team, um, and then just have to not shit yourself against Arkansas. And yeah, you can be looking at um, Cotton Bowl, Peach Bowl, maybe the Citrus Bowl if uh, the gods are not so kind to us. Um, but all of those things would be pretty good outcomes. Uh, And if you told me at the start of the season, that's where we'd be hoping to end up uh, in week, whatever week it is, 11. um, That'd be a, that'd be a pretty good thing for me to hear. So yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the way this has gone. And that was an absolutely electric performance on Saturday. Just, just a manhandling.
0: Yeah. The whole something to prove thing, you know, at first when the season started, I was like, you know, I hear you hear shit like that all the time, but really, Think about what they've done. I mean, they avenged the ass kicking they took from K State a year ago. They yep. a- avenged the last few losses they've had to Kentucky in close games. They avenged the like you said, the ass beatings they've gotten from Tennessee in the past. It's just been a year of where like, yeah, they've show- yeah, they haven't beaten Georgia and they didn't beat LSU. But look around at college football. How many teams have played five ranked fucking games? And the answer is not many. It's a handful of teams. Missouri Missouri is tied with Alabama and Georgia for the most ranked wins in the SEC. Like, this has been, his it, schedule is tough. You know, you look around, yep. and it's like, you look at Kansas, and they're talking about, like, Texas Tech is a big game. Texas Tech would be the laughing stock of our schedule come November. Like, that's, the SEC is fucking brutal, man. It's like, and I know that Arkansas is having a down year, but, like, man, I just look at these other conferences and I see these other games and I'm like, these teams play nobody. Like Louisville, 9-1. They've played one ranked team in 10 games and we're behind them in the AP polls at least. I don't get it. Why are we not rewarding a team like Missouri who has faced five ranked opponents uh, with Kentucky and um, Georgia being on the road, a top two top 15 team or three top 15 teams in yep. K-State, Georgia, and Tennessee. I mean... LSU, LSU was top 15 at the time. LSU was 23 when we lost to them. but um, Really? Yeah, oh, they yeah. were coming off a loss to Ole Miss. But still, point. they were ranked. And I mean, Jaden Daniels might be the fucking Heisman. So, you know, this has just been an unbelievable season. And it kind of feels like this could be a reverse of last year. Where football was, you know, pretty disappointing. And basketball kind of saved it this year. Basketball night might not be great and it looks like football is going to do all they can to salvage the Missouri uh, the Missouri sports year.
2: Yeah. I still don't think it's impossible that they we have a bubble team, but Yeah, we'll, we'll probably be we'll... bubble. It's that it's it's a yeah. weird
0: year for Missouri basketball. It's that gap between Kobe and Des Moines and all those guys, or you know, all the good transfers and all the you know, yeah, the Moy Kobe talent.
2: Golson all left. That, yeah, that and it's
0: hurts. a gap between that and then the insane recruiting class you have in 24. It's just a it's a gap year, um, but still, like yep. I said, I don't think it's gonna be like a Quanzo or Kim English year. I still think they have a shot to.
1: And I mean, I told you guys this. I said coming into it, we're gonna be barely fighting for a last tournament seed, and people said I was fucking insane because Warren Mizzou and it's Dennis Gates. No. I accept it. This is a bounce back or a rebuild year. All this is doing is getting everyone that we brought in this year as freshmen's number 14, Robinson. He's getting minutes. Uh, number zero. I can't think, I can't think of his name right now. He's getting minutes. Trent like,
2: Pierce. I think is yeah, his
1: name. Trent Pierce. We are going to be good next year. Like that's yeah. the thing. I can't yeah, wait absolutely. for that, but this year is going to be rough. Yes. We blew an 11 point lead to Memphis who is twenty sixth in the nation. Like that's not terrible. No. We showed good we showed good signs. I think ninth in the SEC is probably the most perfect place to put us. You, you know, be fair, I'm hoping
2: Sorry, go ahead. To be fair,
0: last year's Missouri team up until the Kansas game, I believe they'd played nine non-conference games going into Kansas and none of them were worth uh, against an opponent. Well, no, which the... we played Wichita State who were okay. Yeah. Yeah, but... yeah. But 8 of the 9 were jokes. Wichita State was eh. And, you know, starting out undefeated last year, Well, while, while I agree the team was better last year, I mean, the, the non-conference schedule is just harder this year for Missouri, which I like. I mean, come tournament time, yeah, it might hurt when you lose a game early in the season to a team like Memphis, but you don't really get resume-building wins when you're playing teams like we did last year. And I think that's something that, going forward, the program understands because um, we were a, a 7 last year. Is that right? Yeah, seven. seven
1: against number 10 Utah State. And, 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 if, and if, you, if you talk about, Perfect. if you just
0: scheduled, you know, another really you know, decent non-con opponent, that could be the difference between being a seven and a six come tournament time. And that, you know, changes everything in the bracket. So I don't I don't dislike it. Like Memphis is a good team. They, they kicked our ass in the second half. It is what it is. Uh, but I do like scheduling these types of teams early in the year. It's a good test for Missouri.
2: Yep. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's better than, better Except than Kansas. we did.
0: We can stop scheduling yeah. Kansas. I don't need to see that ever again. Like it. Yeah. I'm I know. am tired I that of facing when we, Kansas. When we did that. I'll, I'll yeah. keep playing Illinois. If if they want to set up a K-State, Mizzou basketball rivalry again. Cool. I'm done playing Kansas. It's just, I'm sick of fucking playing them.
2: Yep. No, I agree. Um, one thing I will say about Mizzou basketball, uh, since we pivoted so nicely from football, I Thought he wasn't playing because he sucks, but I guess Connor Vanover was suspended. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe first there's game. a, l- yeah, maybe game. there's a little more something there. I didn't realize it was for like NBA no, workout and shit. So clearly he's a uh, he should be one of our more valuable transfers. And I think uh, that Tamar Bates kid looks pretty good as well.
1: Yeah, so I know. I mentioned this last week, but we were only one game in, and I got shit for it. So I no, don't want You fucking here. It
2: for it. I was literally fucking talking up New basketball last week, so you can. You can calm down. You can calm no. down, Joshua. Calm then the
1: it had hell down. That had to been Jackson because I was like, guys, Tamar Bates is actually really good. I knew he wasn't being the guy that everyone thought he was going to be in Indiana. And then you guys were like, it's been one fucking game.
0: I did say you that know, it is that one game. It,
2: it was one game, to be fair. Yeah, definitely Jackson.
1: I mean, one game is one
2: game, but I, I think uh, – I think they will be bad. I think they're still going to have a few wins that are exciting. Um, yeah. And, you know, you never know how that plays out. I don't think they're uh, But team obviously that, we're going to get whooped at Allen Fieldhouse, so that always—
0: That is going to be—yeah, that will happen, but I don't
2: think— It's just lambs to the slaughter, man. I mean, Jesus.
0: Outside of, like, uh, Kentucky and Tennessee in basketball this year who look to be pretty damn— I mean, who knows at this point in the season, if we're being honest— uh, with these teams every November, every December, you're kind of figuring out who's real, who's not. But outside of like the cream, the top, top SEC this year, I don't think anybody's going to be able to just walk over Missouri. I think Missouri will be able to hang in there with everyone.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I completely agree with that. I And one thing I think that has to be said is the, you can clearly see like there's a philosophy for Dennis Gates And I think a lot of people believe that that philosophy means, like, they're always going to give up a ton of points to the other team. Um, And I think we've seen that be less of an issue already, um, that this is a team that's going to be capable of blowing teams out. I mean, we saw the good and the bad in the Memphis game, um, but give them more time to adapt to everything. Um, They look like definitely a better defensive team than last year. So get, get some offensive chemistry going. Um, and I think, I think there's, there's at least some, some good things to come. Um, but obviously you can't make like two field goals and a half against Memphis and expect to win. That's yeah. no undoubtedly tough to day. Win.
0: Tough, 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 second half. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. That yeah. was rough. All right. Um, well we can go ahead and wrap up the podcast then with our D Fords of the week before we sign off today. John, you want to go first?
2: Uh yeah, sure, I'll go first. Uh my d-fords of the week are Jerry West and Lawrence Frank and Steve Ballmer and anyone and Tyron Liu. Uh those are my d-fords of the week. Fuck all of those guys. I can't believe the amount of times that I've turned on my TV and actually wasted time watching the sorry ass excuse of professionals play for the Clippers. Every single one of those guys should be playing in the G League. It is I I kid you not. The worst basketball team I've ever sat through and watched a game in the history of basketball. I've seen fucking eight-year-olds play more coherent basketball than that. Legitimately. Um, and honestly, man, the the fact that, that these idiots, who I was told were smart and who were just showered with Executive of the Year awards and, oh, Jerry West wins everywhere he goes, could be so goddamn stupid. You invested more into this team. What we should have been doing this offseason was... Getting whatever the hell we could for the absolute just losers that are Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um, so yeah, I would have I would have really liked to see us do that. Um, and unfortunately, now my team's gonna be shit till I'm 30 years old. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah.
1: Josh, uh, my D four of the week is pretty easy. It's the Buffalo Bills and 12 men on the field. That is terrible. Mm. Like how? That's terrible. Yeah, I think what's
0: terrible about that is that obviously neither team had a timeout, so that they both had to run their field goal units onto the field. And running a field goal unit onto the field with the time ticking down is significantly harder for the kicking team than the defending team by a long shot.
2: Yeah. By a long shot,
0: it is. And somehow, all you have to do is have 11 men on the field and try and block it. That's all you have to do if you're Buffalo. Somehow they couldn't pull that operation off, but Denver could get the correct amount of people on the field, get it snapped, get it placed, and get it kicked before the time expired. It it was unreal.
2: And to be honest, man, Sean Payton dodged, absolutely dodged an onslaught because that is some of the worst clock management I've ever seen. The fact that they set it up to where they had to bring the – I mean, it it ended up hilariously working out for them. But the fact that, like, they – I mean, I don't know if you saw what they did, but they kneeled it on all three downs. Oh, yeah, downs. I was watching. Buffalo had two timeouts. They kneeled it on all three downs. Why would you not just try to get a first down, take control of the game, and get a closer field goal? Especially, especially given that you already fucked up two extra points. You're putting a whole lot of confidence in your special teams unit. Ultimately, they let them down, but they were bailed out, um, and nobody fucks up twice in a row that bad. Um Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it was a very stupid finish to the game. And it also proves how much of results-based thinkers everyone is because no one said shit about that. But had the Broncos lost, everyone would be calling Sean Payton the worst coach ever and an idiot and all this. Um, And I think he deserves criticism for the way that he basically deserved to throw the game for his team. Um, But the Bills have two guys that are stupid. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that you learn in
0: sports just from watching. I think it's football specifically. But you learn from mm-hmm. fans, commentators, and coaches and players how they just can't grasp it. It actually baffles me. And I get it that we're not actually in the situation. We're not actually having to perform it. We're not actually in the moment doing it. We're just watching at home. But my God, this is as simple as just math and i was terrible at math but i know that kneeling the ball with 20 seconds left with no timeouts and trying to run your field goal unit on is a tough procedure to do
1: and do you remember when tcu and baylor did that yes tcu yes. did it with like 12 it seconds worked, it
0: worked yeah um yeah man it was insane the commentators were like well why is buffalo calling timeout did you hear that when they were no like, and dude the thing is i was like why would if, they not be calling timeout this is like if yeah. they
1: if they had uh if Denver substituted, Buffalo could have taken their time to substitute and run the clock down even more. That's well, they, the yep. thing.
0: Well they did substitute.
1: Yeah, and they did, they could have taken their time.
2: <laughs> that's crazy. they that, I mean, could have taken their time. But they also would have gotten a delay of game like straight. Yeah, down. but
1: like they could have made they could have like gave Denver the ball with 5 seconds left instead of 9 cuz then Denver was able to like their kicker was actually able to get set and everything. If you give them 5 seconds, everyone's fucking freaking the fuck out. But no, Baylor and TCU, they said TCU snapped it with three seconds left, but if Baylor still was doing substitutions, they would have they could have run the clock out and they didn't. So it's insane to think about.
2: Yeah, and it was just stupid. It was just stupid from Sean Payton. Like, the highlight of all this is Sean Payton is an absolute idiot. Um, but, no, but, but the no thing that I was trying
0: that. to say is that the commentators were like, when Denver, I believe, had it at first down, or second down, Buffalo was calling the timeouts, right? Buffalo had two timeouts, and Denver was kneeling, and I think it might have been Troy, and he was like, "Why? Well, I, I just don't get why you're calling timeout here if you're Buffalo. You know, you can't get the ball back. I'm like, buddy, if there was a competent head coach on the other side, it would have been fourth down with about 20 seconds left, and Denver would have just kicked the fucking field goal. Or it would have been third game to kick the field. But, like, if there was a – and you at least would get a couple Hail Mary opportunities if you're Buffalo, right? That's the thought process behind it if you're Buffalo. They absolutely played that right. There's no sense in keeping your timeouts until there's there's –
2: I think the exact thought process behind it, once they realized that the Broncos were kneeling it, because the Broncos weren't going to, like, throw an incomplete pass and stop the clock. I think, they, I think Sean McDermott saw that this exact situation yes. was going to happen yes. and thought it played to his face. Well, that's and what I was, thinking, I was thinking
0: because I was thinking the downs don't add up with what they're doing because let's say that you kneeled it on second down. Well, then you could spike the ball on third down to stop the clock. But you kneeled on third down, so then you couldn't spike the ball on four. It, oh my god it gives me headaches watching these morons try and operate the clock it is insane how
2: professionals cannot do it correctly yep yeah no i mean it just it's just weird it was a really weird finish to a game i've never seen a team like i am such a nerd
0: for that shit i love those situations i love like clock like time management doing that shit it's fun to watch and it's fun to like be yelling at your tv being like what the fuck or, like, do that, like, he should have done that, you know, it's, it's easy from our position, but it is, yeah, it is, it's fun, I enjoy watching those sorts of, uh, sort of moments, all right, well, my D4 of the week, uh, is not a sport-related one, hemorrhoids, um, got my first hemorrhoid of my life at age 22, and it, it hurts pretty fucking bad, um, can't really sit can't really sleep can't really do anything there is just a giant swelling um yeah it hurts and uh I don't really know what happened I don't know how I got it either I mean it, it's just it's just been tough um let me tell you this it probably hurts worse than any injury Kawhi Leonard has sat out for in his career in load management yeah, I, John.
2: Bet it, I bet it does <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. So that 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 gets to be that, and there's really nothing you can do either than like take some medicine and just wait. And yeah, it's it's yep. very very frustrating. Um, not much you can do. You know who it.
2: almost, you know who almost missed the World Series game for hemorrhoids? Was that you? No, it was George Brett. George oh. Brett almost missed like the start of the '85 World Series because he had like ridiculous hemorrhoids, bro. And let me um, tell you,
0: like that's a before having this, I probably would have scoffed at that. That is a valid reason not to play in a sports game. This shit <laughs> hurts, man. <laughs> yep. Like, I, There's no way you could play football with this thing. You would be in immense pain. Baseball, maybe, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah. Hemorrhoids uh, gets to be my you know
2: D4 of the week. You know what else George Brett does?
0: Shits his pants.
2: Shits his pants twice a year. He's good for two a year. <laughs>
0: Well, that well, that might be what causes the hemorrhoid, John, as he's holding in his shit. Yeah, I
2: mean, evidently George Brett does not have like the best dietary habits. Um, If you're shitting your pants twice a year, (laughs) I'm gonna imagine your intestines kind of hate you. Like, (laughs) just saying, Uh, just saying.
0: Oh man, we have we've gotten to that time of the podcast every 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 time. All right. Well, for
2: a second we kept this podcast short. I think we still kind of did though.
0: Hey, we, about an hour, about an hour. We'll take it. We hey, let, that's pretty good. We only that's get to really we good. only get to put one out a week. Get to talk to y'all for one hour a week. So you know, we try not to go overboard, but you know, but we do every time. We do every time, yeah, because we we get into yep. either Justin Fields or something else. But that'll do, <laughs> that'll do it or for this That'll do it for this week's episode. Appreciate everybody for listening. We'll be back next week for NFL Week Twelve.